Haunted Norfolk is a magical collection of the unusual and inexplicable in the county. From folklore to ghosts, witchcraft to natural wonders, magic to enchanted places, we tell the kind of stories you share on dark nights around a campfire. I'm Stacia Briggs and I write Weird Norfolk. And I'm Shifa Connor and I curate Weird Norfolk. Welcome to Weird Norfolk. Today we're recording in the Castle Gardens. Um, now we did ask if we could record from inside the castle but unfortunately because of all the keep work that's not something that they could help us out with this time which is a shame yeah. really. But we have been in there a million times. Yeah. Um, but because we're outside we thought we'd focus on the outside of the um, of the cat. Sorry we're because we're outside there's obviously noise. noise. Yeah that's um, the ghost. <laughs> We thought we'd focus on the uh, on the mound. Um, mm. So, the mound, the mound, the mot, the mot. Yep. Do you know what? Thinking about the castle makes my brain feel a bit funny because it's really freaking old. It's really old. It's like, really old. I did like a thing saying how long ago was what year was it built? Ten sixty seven, and it's over nine hundred and fifty years old. Yeah, which is crazy. It is crazy. Really. It it's has nearly, been a, and, and nearly a thousand years. I didn't realise there'd been a bit of compulsory purchase going on here, which is that when it was built, 98 Saxon homes were demolished. I know, so they just... It's like... a bit like when they put a motorway up, but in the olden days. So they demolished it to build the Conqueror, so William the Conqueror's yeah. royal palace, and it was his only castle in East Anglia, because yeah. it's the best. So it was... I read that there was a small hill there originally, but the rest of it is like they built on top of it for man mm. to make it. Which is pretty isn't crazy. Isn't it one of the well. biggest man made mots? It must be. <laughs> man made It's really mot. big, isn't it? It's really big. Yeah, <laughs> it's huge. Um, but Norman only visited once. Norman? No, Norman Norma. didn't. No, hang on, I'm getting confused. You mean William the Conqueror? Yeah. You don't mean Norma. <laughs> Who's Norma? <laughs> I was thinking of. She's been loads. I was thinking of the Normans. I was like, are they like called after the King Norman? <laughs> that doesn't sound right. I'm so glad you always make us sound such an authority on these King things. King Norman. King Norman. Well-known King Norman. Norman. Yeah. So anyway, William the Conqueror only came once, you say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that was wrong as well. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> what I can tell you, which is truth, <laughs> is that a late Saxon cemetery has been located in the Southern Bailey, which had 114 oh. skeletons and 43 other skeletons have been discovered around. This is the only archaeological site in England that parrot bones have been found during excavations. That's cool. Fact. That is a fact. Or is that a myth buster? No, it is a fact. Um, what I was actually trying to say is that, so it was started in 1067, yep. hill built, one of those cute little wooden ones, wooden yeah. forts were put on the top. Then they had to wait for the, the soil to settle. Yeah. And then they built the stone one that we see now mm-hmm. and that was in um that was begun in 1097 and it was completed by king henry the first in 1121 and what i was actually trying to say was king henry only visited once in 1121 and then that was it no whereas king. william the conqueror came to norwich for christmas of 1075 and ordered that many of the castle's defenders 
um, after they'd been in siege, were executed, had their hands cut off or their eyes cut out. Oh, nice. It's a lovely Christmas, There's isn't it? There's a thing with royals coming to Norfolk for Christmas. They love coming to Norfolk for Christmas, yeah, that absolutely. It still happens, doesn't yeah. it? It does, it does. It obviously started then. I don't think they now cut people's eyes out. That we know of. I was going to say, we, we don't know that. We don't sure. know that. We don't know that show. We have we no can't proof. Mu- we can't bust that myth, can we? <laughs> Could still happen. Part of I a family being Christmas. I think the sun has made us a bit giddy. It has a bit. We're not used to being outside in the sun. We, we, we have to be shaded normally, don't we, from this kind of thing. Um, so it became... It's kind of been a, a, a jail for its longest amount of time, really, yeah. hasn't it? And so that was in the 14th century. Mm-hmm. It became as a jail. Yep. And then it stayed that way until 1820. It's been for ages, yeah, hasn't it? like Absolutely crazy ages. Of but time. apparently, it was a really rubbish prison because um, in 1707, all the prisons escaped due to the bad repair. <laughs> Oops! <laughs> so you'd actually want to be imprisoned at Norwich Castle if yeah, that was the so case, you and you just, just so you could like knock on a bit of wooden, rotted wood and just get out. But yeah, so prisons were kept in chains, but by 1810 only a few were, as most prisoners here were sentenced to death. Mm. Flogging wasn't common at Norwich Prison, um, but yeah, and and you were charged to be there yeah. as well for your for your uh, yeah. for the benefit of being in in Norwich Jail. You were charged for furniture, bed, clothes, drink, visitors, everything. And if you didn't have any money, you would be very hungry. Mm. Pretty grim, really. Pretty grim. Um, in 1824, the prison was rebuilt, um, at which point it could accommodate 255 prisoners. 250 in 1845. Tunnels were built from the Shire Hall to the castle to transport prisoners. And I, I can't remember if that's the same ones you used to go down. Did you ever do that when you no, used to get? No, I oh wasn't my God. here then. So oh, but everybody I who is like my I know, age crows has, like, on about it, about it bangs on about how about great the it scary. Was. Yeah, and you think, I really yeah, wish that I could I have done that. I that. did do that. It was great. Ugh. So you used to be able to go through from the galleries through to the Shire Hall. It was amazing. <laughs> you used to kind of go down the same um, twisty staircase, which I we don't have like. have been down that As way. you know, I'm not keen. And it used to take you to the court. And there used to be, yeah, we have been down there, but not when the amazing First World War no. bomb site was there, which no. was really good. So you used to go through a recreation of the trenches. And the minute you came, it kind of triggered off an automatic. It was amazing. Why did they take that away? Maybe they'll bring it back with all the redevelopment. I don't know. I wish they'd bring it back. So we've talked a little bit, uh, very briefly, about the storm through that, Mm. the history of the mound, the castle and the mound. But obviously there's, um, we're trying to focus on kind of spooky elements Mm. because that's what we do. And we have shared some stories about the mound before. So there's King Gurgunt. Oh, who is a King a Arthur legend, styles. literally, <laughs> isn't he? Yeah, who's meant to be buried, which we have done a podcast, episode number 22. Oh, well done. Excellent. Yeah, um, he, he, during Roman times, built a castle here. And it's said that the mound that our castle now is on was built for him and that he still sits on it, on his original mound, presumably, because otherwise we'd see him, with a sword in his hand and next to a table piled with silver and gold. And uh, he's meant to come out of his tomb when Britain is in need of him. Where is he? But uh, yeah. I think he might have missed the memo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> King Gurgan, just... We just, kind of need you now. That would be great, thanks. We really do with you to sort this pandemic out. That would be really handy. But, yeah. But maybe he's waiting. Maybe we haven't reached rock bottom yet. That's a cheery thought. Yeah. <laughs> still, what else could the happen? The worst is still to come. 
<laughs> and obviously there's along with that tale we talked about the polar bear yes that's meant to be buried there the frozen and bear. was lost yeah which they still haven't found, have no. they? No. So I think in on February the 14th, when was it, in the 70s? 70s, yeah. Um, as a lovely Valentine's gift, the castle was given a frozen polar bear, uh, which they set about skinning and doing whatever they do to it. I think they were using it as a fossil yeah, guide, Yeah, I think they? it was going to be something more to do with the skeleton. So what they did was, because they wanted to see what the effect of uh, burial was on bones, they promptly buried it in the castle mound with King Gurgen and then lost it didn't they just where is it and we put in a, an FOI and we Loads phoned help people up and, and, and people are like what and we're like you've lost a bear you've lost a pair I mean who can say that I know only in Norwich pretty special really special um, but I think one of the things that people know most about the castle really is to do with like it's quite a morbid obviously because of the jail but there were so many executions here yeah. and, and they were all took place on the mound well they either took place on the mound and the gate between the gates that you walk through now up to the castle yeah or they took part took place in the ditch around it so it's all like really focused on the mound yeah and to be honest with you it's surprising it's not more haunted because there will have been i mean i couldn't find the exact number of people who were executed there a lot there was a lot so between 1549 oh sorry in 1549 49 people were executed along with Robert Kett of yeah. Rebellion. Fame. And his ghost is reported to be seen yes, here, isn't it? Hanging ghost. from the top of the castle, rotting in a swinging Because cage. that's what they did to him. That's what they did but, to him, yeah. Um, between 1735 and 1799, there were 127 executions. And between 1805 and 1867, there were 50 executions. I mean, and that's a really small amount of time that this place has been used for that yeah. sort of thing. So it must be in the thousands that yeah. were executed there. And they were, in our kind of terms, a lot of them were executed for quite mean, we would think, yeah. as if they it's like stealing a horse or yeah. burglary, you know, quite petty crimes. Mm. And yet they were executed. So you feel like it should be really haunted. Some, there have been some really notable murderers executed yeah. here. There's obviously James Bloomfield Rush, who's really famous in Norfolk. Um, he murdered his landlord and his landlord's son. But his landlord actually was a boss at Norwich Union. So that was like a really big deal. And there were 30,000 people watched. Didn't Norwich Union get they all got the day they off? They all got they? the day off to come and watch. People travelled from London to come up. People made nice day out, figurines it? of him oh, and the word. place. Like oh, that. my God. Oh, no, imagine. Um, we've done a piece before about the Burnham Poisoners. Yeah. They were executed here. And they're death master here, aren't yeah. they? All of the above. Yeah. yeah. Catherine Frary and Francis Billings, they mm. were executed there. So there were some very high-profile executions. But we thought we'd focus on one today because this person is actually meant to haunt the mound yes so our story today i feel like we've proper like trundled through this there's a lot of information there's a lot of information but we've proceeded this down like bosses yeah haven't we our focus today is uh martha alden Mm. and and she was executed here in 1807 31st of july and stories about her spirit roaming the mound actually cropped up quite soon after her death didn't they within days i think wasn't it yeah um so i found this really good little kind of write-up it's um um it's 
from Norfolk Annals, a chronological record of remarkable events in the 19th yes. century compiled from the files of the Norfolk Chronicle. And one thing that really struck me um, is how... Oh, actually, it's not so much in this one, but in the next kind of bit of writing I've got, it's how, how graphic it is. And how the how the press really went for yeah. her, didn't and they? Yeah, they, they really didn't, went for her. It wasn't a balanced report no. at all. It was not like now. Not like now. No. And um, so this is what it was reported in the Norfolk Chronicle at the Norfolk Assizes held at Norwich before Mr. Justice Gross. Martha Alden was tried for the murder of her husband Samuel Alden at Attleborough on July eighteenth. She murdered him at Attleborough. She wasn't tried in Attleborough. Mm. Um, while the man was asleep in bed, his wife, with a bill hook, <clears throat> inflicted terrible wounds on his head, face and throat. With the assistance of a girl named Mary Orvis, the prisoner, on the 19th, deposited the body in a dry ditch in the garden. On the 20th, they carried it in a corn sack to the common and shot it into a pond, where it was subs subsequently discovered. His lordship, in summing up, said that Orvis might have been charged with being accessory to an attempted concealment of murder. The jury found the prisoner guilty and the judge doomed her to death to be drawn on a hurdle to the place of execution, there to be hanged by the neck and her body to be dissected. The execution took place at Norwich on July 31st. The populace of Attleborough showed their detection detestation of the crime by destroying the former dwelling house of the prisoner. It was reported that the ghost of Alden walked on the castle hill and in the month of December a party of drunken men who went there to lay the spirit were seized by the jailer and detained in prison for two days pending an inquiry into their conduct. Blimey. So actually that's quite a mild write-up. Yeah. But I picked it because it was short. Yeah. I didn't want to read loads. And there is some quite... It does get quite... Good. One of the points that I particularly like about this is when the crowd afterwards burnt down the cottage she lived in, uh, they rented it. So it wasn't theirs. So they burnt down <laughs> to someone, someone else's. else's house. Yeah. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? And then some of them went to uh, court for that. I, did, I didn't have time and I'm a bit gutted. I would like to pin down where she lived and where this... Yeah, I don't think it was... I think I may have it somewhere. I know that they had that he had been drinking, hadn't he? In the White Horse. In the White Horse in Attleborough. Which is no longer... That's not a pub anymore. I don't know if the actual building is still standing. But the, that closed in 1900. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, she... There was there was talk, wasn't there? I think in 2013 there was a, a production at the Shire Hall mm. of the trial of Martha uh, yes. Alden yeah. in which they kind of looked into the domestic abuse side of this mm. because that is a really violent crime, isn't it? Yeah. She wasn't drunk because a witness saw her later and he had, according to her, threatened to beat her yeah. during an argument. And it just... The more you read about that story and the ferocity of it... And apparently, according to her, she'd killed him with that first blow. Mm. So she then went back and, to hack yeah. at him and almost decapitate him, apparently. It, it was really, really A awful. crime of passion. One of the notes, one of the books that I read, um, it was obviously written contemporary to this. And they said that she had committed the worst offence possible, which was to kill your husband. So yeah. it was obviously a very one-sided... Um, yeah. They didn't give her any sympathy. There was no consideration. No, not at all. About it was, what it was actually instigated this. Yeah, that you shouldn't kill your husband, basically, wasn't it? Regardless of what he did. 
But yeah, this bill hook. Did you have a look at a bill hook? Yeah, they're not they're, nice. No, they're massive. Is it a what fish gutting thing? It was horrible. It's like a massive cleaver, isn't it? Yeah. And With a kind of a slightly hooked end. Yeah, it's really. It's like something out of Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. isn't it? That yeah. that creepy one with the, the hair. Well, you know the one I mean, Danny, with the snaky hair. Oh yeah. Have. Um, I, and and ne- one of the next door neighbours found the body. Found the husband's body in a pit, didn't he? Yeah. Poked well, I it found. With a stick. Well, yeah. I so I found this thing, a really good book, which I'll send you the link to, called "The Criminal Recorder or Biographical Sketches of Notorious Public Characters from 1815." Nice. And this said a neighbour called Sarah Leader was looking for her ducks. Yes, but they'd gone missing at 11 p.m. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So she saw like a mass floating in the pond and it was too dark to see what it was. So she went back the next day and poked it with a stick. At which point? At which point the hand hands floated up with blooded Blood. sleeves. Yeah. Mm. Um to her great terror. Yes, her great terror. Which to be fair, it would have been, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And her quote was his face was dreadfully chopped and his head was very nearly chopped off. She then went into the house and found a half-dug grave in the back garden and there was blood everywhere. So, I mean, it was quite clear that Martha had done something. But it's just it's just really sad that it was so... The write-ups are all really one-sided. Mm. They are. And it was... A, it, the, the When the when she went to court for this and gave her account of the facts that he had been beating her, um, it took the jury minutes to find mm. her guilty and again minutes for the judge to proceed to to pass down this sentence of death and she was also drawn on a hurdle so she was taken so that's like a sled so she is it's properly medieval that one it's been around since the medieval times so basically you would be lashed to kind of what actually looks like a fencing panel pretty much and then dragged through town so it's like properly embarrassing yeah humiliating on top of the fact you're about to be yeah, executed and apparently she was incredibly um, serene during all of this didn't kind of kick off just got on with it and got to the business of being hanged um, I don't think and then afterwards she was then taken to be dissected mm. by, by the equivalent of body snatching without the snatching yeah. she also tried to get Mary Orvis off mm. she said she had nothing to do with it and that she'd basically forced her to yeah. help her so she tried in her last days to make sure that, which I don't think she did. I think I think Orvis got. Did she get it as well? I think she got away with it. Oh, she did she get away, away with it. it. Yeah. That's good. But a huge amount of uh, spectators. Yeah. So obviously, it sounds like the whole of Attleborough came yeah. out to see her. Big day out for Attleborough. Um, but yeah, she 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 later said in her confessional, though this doesn't sound like the words of of uh, somebody who's who's apologised what they've done she formed the resolution of destroying her husband um, when he came back from the pub and threatened to hit her and then struck him over and over and over on the forehead as we say her seven year old was next door mm. when this happened they only had two rooms in the house yeah. they had, it was so like he, a kitchen room in fact he may like, well have been in that room yeah. when this happened no mention of him what happened to him I wonder what happened to him I think he must have gone to a relative mustn't it but yes, so you can see, like you know, why she would haunt this. Uh, like you know, this is. I feel like she, if it, she would have unfinished, like felt like she was wronged. Yeah. Although she did do it. She did do it. I bet you she thought it was worth it. Yeah. You know, I bet she did. Um, but yeah, she was wronged and she was humiliated, and 
you can just imagine, I mean, these public hangings, they were, it was literally like a fate, wasn't it? Mm. It was like an olden days fair. Yeah. Where it was like a, a day out. Yeah, they'd be like selling food and drink, wouldn't and souvenirs. they? Souvenirs. Oh, if only we could have those souvenirs. <laughs> but souvenirs, um, food and drink, you know, they would be, uh, it'd be a whole day mm. uh, of celebration yeah. that kind of culminated in you watching someone yeah. die. It's very odd. And then she'd be left there, but presumably not for long if no, she, was, she then was then taken. So she? actually, she at least wasn't yeah left like, there to because a lot of places people would be executed here and then their bodies would be put on display in gibbets in the town where the things are, and then know. a whole load more folklore comes yeah. in doesn't it about touching the bones of the dead yeah. or you know kind of touching parts of the and having your like body. having a, an ailment area brushed by the, With hand. the dead man's yeah. hand yeah yeah absolutely all those kind of things which we look into in our other podcast Law of the Land which is now out Um, we have a whole episode about the Hand of Glory Mm -hmm. and we touch on the fact that these 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 hanged bodies were often used for all manner of different things weren't they and it also it wasn't like it was hidden no it was like a well known thing that people would queue up after the execution you just pop along and if if it was a beheading um, I think we did one story, I can't remember if it was in France, but somebody had their head chopped off, didn't they? And there was 11 epileptics in the audience, rushed out and uh, took a goblet of his blood. Because yeah. that was the cure. Yeah. It's very know. strange. But yeah. listen to Laura the Lamb for that. Yeah, that's um, all there. Did you manage to find much about the actual ghost? Only that she wore black, mm. much like our good selves. So yeah. possibly people could, could report mm. her now. And uh, no, just that she walked about. So I found there's obviously the report in 1807 and then it seemed to go quiet. And then um, according to Tracy Monger mm. on uh, Spooky Isles website, the first recorded sighting was in 1820 by several prisoners who were scared half to death. Yes. Now I've not been able to find this, but there's a few little things about this which I just want to flag up. So she is thought to be wearing victorian clothing and wanders around the art exhibition of the mm. museum she then turns the corner and vanishes and this is the area that was what's part of the jail the same woman of same description i'm assuming has been seen in the grounds of the castle floating around and the staff of the museum have witnessed this it witnessed it in this area now my thing that flags this up this story has been repeated a lot mm. this and this victorian clothing element <clears throat> if it's martha aldrin she wouldn't have been wearing victorian clothing no she, she would have been regents yeah so yeah. It's, so it's 1820 when she was seen here 1820 was a regency period so obviously martha was georgian was it 1815 victorian no, 1837, she started her... Right, Queen Victoria right, started okay. her reign in 1837. Till 1901. Yeah, so 1820 would have been before the Victorian. So there's no way that... I suppose, though, if you see... And and it was her who began the, mm. the, whole, the whole practice of wearing black for mourning, yeah. wasn't it? I suppose... Unless it was a dark figure and you couldn't tell. Well, I've listened to some webinars which have been really interesting. One of the things that was discussed was this, this misidentification of eras because when so if it's a spirit that isn't strong enough to form properly you're just going to get a silhouette like mm. a, a generic kind mass. of black mass yeah which someone might assume because it's a long dress it's victorian so there's that kind of later descriptions of you know oh it must be a victorian 
Yeah. So everything gets labelled Victorian. Because actually she or a monk. is very <laughs> unlikely to have worn black. Yeah. Because black was one of the most expensive dyes at that point. Yeah. In fact, uh, in bizarrely, the most expensive black dye was made in Norwich for mm. Queen Victoria. Yeah, um, that's, we made, that's a good fact. I oh, know, it's a great fact, isn't it? Um, she made the, or, or the, the black that she wore was made mm. here. And it's actually quite difficult and expensive mm. and a sign of, of kind of... Of, of having cash, mm. she would have worn something undyed, probably mm. just some. Well, and, and like so, clothing-wise, it's like thinking like Jane Austen, Pride and Prejudice, that sort of era clothing. Mm. So, but quite different looking to Victorian. But if you don't know your, if you don't know That's your it, yeah. Regency from your Victorian, yeah. and if it's a dark figure, you're but, gonna, you're gonna. And think. I agree, and and it might not have been. So the spirit might just be a dark figure. It might not be actually necessarily somebody wearing black. It could just or be... Or it a, might be someone different. Or it might be someone completely different. But I don't know, this report of... The first recorded sighting in 1820, they can't have been describing her as wearing Victorian clothing. That must be a later addition to this. I really would like to see this original recorded sighting description. Because in 1820, the prisoners from 1820 would not have described what I mean, they saw. I mean, her account does say prisoners scared half to death by a ghostly woman dressed in black, doesn't it? Oh, I, the one I found was said it's thought to be Victorian clothing. Yeah, so... But that, so so that would make sense, just the wearing black. But this, like, later, and it's just I frustrating think, though, that... that whole black imagery is mourning and mm. Victorian, whereas actually if you look back at the history of black... It, it was nobility, it yeah. wasn't your poor Thatcher's daughter. Yeah. So really unlikely, probably more shadowy, I'd say. Yeah. Probably more likely to have worn something really quite shapeless and unappealing. Yeah. You know, but, you know, very yeah, few so, uh, ghosts appear wearing a sackcloth, do they no. really? But I can understand the black, like wearing black, because if it wasn't, a, like I said, if it wasn't a fully formed mm. human figure, it's probably more just like a shadowy figure, so everything is difficult look... to then say it's a woman. True. Bear in mind that women would have been, they would have been far less represented than men at the yeah. castle when it came to executions. Yeah. I, maybe it was the proximity to the hanging that made them think it was her. Yeah. Because you know she appeared, or this ghost appeared Once quickly. Before. Yeah. And then it would. Yeah, and still, and maybe she likes art. Yeah. It's just a bit weird. Just you, your antennae is being twitched yeah. by this. Did you read that bit about the devils? No. Um, lastly, in 1844, the devil was seen by two people in the prison dancing on the wall. I know, so he's been. He's had a... That's He's hopped cool. along in 1844 and he's danced on the walls of Norwich Castle. I did read about um, the ghost... There's meant to be a ghostly skull which yeah. floats around in the keep. That sounds cool. Did you find out much more about that? Because I, I couldn't. This is the weird thing about with the castle. Obviously, it's got... It's a place of such intense emotion. You feel like it has to be haunted, yeah. And could be Mar- could Martha be, you know, roaming the, the castle grounds? But there's not that much documented. Like we've spoken to staff, and they did definitely talk about a ghost though. But we never really got to the no, bottom of it, but did not we? Much that was in it. there. That was in there. But not not like no. It's anything. You would imagine this would be hugely documented, yeah. wouldn't you? It's like they talked about there was maybe something but no like actual really experiences and nothing documented so also very few paranormal investigators here yeah 
And to be fair, whenever I've been in the castle, like, it's never like felt scary ever. No, I, I think the the only time I've ever been scared is on the battlements. Actually, well, that's because you're worried you might fall off. It, I don't know. It's that staircase. Oh, yeah. I've got a thing about staircase, haven't I? I hate yeah. them. Ooh. And the base, the the dungeon is like lovely, cool. Yeah, literally quite cool. It is quite cold. Yeah. <laughs> But definitely nothing funny. No. I mean, the, the death masks are a bit creepy. I imagine if you were, were down there and the lights were off, it might yeah. be a bit. But even then, probably not. It doesn't feel no. haunted inside, does it? It's probably a bit of an anticlimax for this episode it's because brilliant. we're talking about like a haunted, trying to be a bit spooky, and we're like, well, and actually, it's, it's not spooky feels at fine. all. It's really nice. Yeah. It's very <laughs> rare that we go anywhere and we feel uh, that somewhere is inverted commas wrong no. isn't it but that may be because we aren't worried by it no. particularly but I think you know I think I could see like the area as you walk up to the castle being haunted because that is like the place of death death yeah and the whole thing is upsetting isn't it the fact that they would you know they used to have heads on the spikes mm. there they used to have rotting corpses there they used to have I think I find the, the thing I find most upsetting is this spectacle this justice mm. being seen to be done and everybody turning up and watching you know the death and having kick, a lovely day having a super day and and it used to be a privilege mm. for people i've just been watching harlots oh yeah i caught good. a bit of that last night i've never seen it before yeah. and a lady punched another lady in the face super and complimented racy. on her on her bosoms yeah they have a lot of bosoms if you like bosoms watch harlots <laughs> um but in there without spoiling anything someone is hanged and it was seen as a privilege if you were hanged in private mm. because you escaped everything the, your corpse being mutilated yeah. your family watching you die your enemies watching you die mm. and then possibly people touching your corpse and yeah. doing whatever to it so you know they did eventually stop doing it publicly didn't they they did stop doing it publicly and um, actually there's the bodies of 17 murderers are within the castle yeah, grounds still we went to which that, we did we? see some yeah. of their little i kind of i kind of feel that sadly if they had public executions people would still come. i think they would still go and that's a bit i sad. wouldn't know no I'd i don't want to see something yeah we could if we could have the hair plait it into something nice but i'd like a figurine yeah well if you've seen any ghosts at norwich yeah, castle let us know because it is a bit of a it's a bit unusual that there isn't more yeah it is and if you've seen anything or if you know of anything if you've got any stories as ever let us know From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant.